Hello, and welcome to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. I am your host, Blaine Bartlett. And for those of us that are new to the show, and there's a couple of us, uh, not me, but there are some folks that are listening in, uh, I want to just give you a little bit of a, a background on the show itself so that you've got some idea of what we're speaking to. And then I'll introduce my guest, who I think you are absolutely going to be over the moon with. Um, yeah, I am thrilled to have him on, on the show. Um, the soul of business is predicated on an idea that uh, everything has a soul. Uh, and it's, you know, I, it, it, it's uh, kind of a notion I've you know, been entertaining, you know, well over 50 years. I grew up on a farm and just walking around the farm, I, I would see things growing and, you know, they just seemed to have a spark of life. And, and there was seasonality to it. And when something looked to be dying, I just kind of knew based on, what I had seen that it would come back to life eventually again. There was this cyclical uh, process. And where that took me was just an imagining of how businesses actually work. And you know, businesses have a spark of an idea that was the germ that caused it to be. And they continually are in the process of reinventing themselves. But one thing that I've noticed in the uh, 50 some years that I've uh, been consulting you know, with businesses around the world is that that spark oftentimes has gotten covered up. Um, and that's unfortunate because that spark is life itself. And it's where creativity and innovation, uh, aliveness comes into play. And that was the, kind of the germination of this idea of the soul of business conversation. And it's actually what led to the writing of the book, Compassionate Capitalism, A Journey to the Soul of Business, which was a recognition and actually an honoring of the fact that everything is connected in some way. And if we don't uh, attend to that, we end up losing enormous uh, uh, things in our lives, um, both personally as well as societally, uh, culturally. So that's kind of the background on, on, on the, uh, the podcast. It's you know, how do we keep connected to this soul of business? And my guest today, um, and again, you know, just to back up real quickly here, the guests that have uh, been uh, coming on, and I get requests from all over the world, have been fascinating. Uh, a major general that uh, read, you know, led the redeployment of the uh, U.S. Marines in the Pacific Theater. Um, folks that are working with compassionate capitalism, conscious capitalism, artists, entrepreneurs. And today's guest um, is no different just in terms of fascination. Uh, I am, you know, like I mentioned, absolutely thrilled to have him on the show with me. And I'm gonna just kind of back into the introduction of him, but I'm gonna you know, name drop here a little bit. Madonna, Roseanne, Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, Giselle Budnishin, uh, Guy Ritchie, uh, Michael Strahan. These have all been clients of this fellow. And what's fascinating about this is that these are folks that are successful in their own right. I mean, you know, they are so well known that it's kind of like, well, of course they're successful. Uh, but that wasn't always the case. There's always a journey involved. And that's where Elia, uh, Elia, <laughs> Elia Gian comes into play here. That is my guest today, Elia Gian. He's a Kabbalist. And I uh, want to you know, actually welcome him you know, to the soul of business with Blaine Bartlett by asking him this question. First of all, welcome. Elia. Thank you. Thank you for having me, first of all. I mean, it's such an amazing show an amazing person you know that's so so pleasant so so nice to know you well 
Uh, I look forward to just a fascinating conversation with you. And um, the, the question I lead with, and it's the only question I typically will ask, is when you hear the phrase, the soul of business, what does that evoke for you? I mean, what, can, what does it kind of conjure up? You know, my what, preamble notwithstanding. What, what's come? I mean, first, I mean, the concept of business, most people like you, was talk, you were talking about farming, you know, the farmer plants the seed in the ground, the seed disappears, and he's hoping in the old days for the rain, or he's hoping for the sunshine, or he's hoping for something good, for the good weather, to make sure that that small little seed will turn into an apple tree or olive tree. You know, in, in that process, it's gotta be a soul connection. And it's not just naturally happened. I mean, I happened to work on a farm for four years, you know, and we know that not every seed that you put into the ground making it. You know, it's like life. Not every business deal, you're gonna have rejection, you're gonna have, you're gonna have issue. A farmer, is a person who basically hope and wish and believe that it's gonna be okay tomorrow. And then selling the product, you know, you have to sell them fresh, otherwise they're gonna go bad. So yeah. all of it involves a certain emotions, a certain soul feeling. So in every business that you make, whatever you are a salesman for a product or whatever you are growing something from the farm or whatever you give uh, public speaking, you know, you gotta connect to human being because you need connection. And the connection has to be from the soul. You cannot just think about what am I getting out of it? You have to make sure that the person who's buying the product will be happy too. I don't wanna sell you a rotten tomato. <laughs> I don't wanna sell you, <laughs> not, not from the movie part of you, but right. you know, <laughs> I don't wanna sell you something which is not good for you. That's where the soul came about. I remember when I gave a lecture about it, first lecture I gave about the soul and business, I gave it an hedge fund, and it was uh, 40, 40 people were waiting for me, and they were making faces. I mean, who is this guy gonna talk to us about soul of the business? Either he will tell us how to make money or go home. And after 20 minutes into the lecture, I was stopping and said, how are you guys doing? Are we all staying, we all in? They said, we are, we didn't expect it. And all what we need to understand, it's a human, Human connection, we are human being. And the business is gonna come or not gonna come. You're gonna be happy or you're not gonna be happy. Because as I wrote in my book, you know, we are only here to rediscover again and again and again the happiness and the power that we have from within. Mm -hmm. And the spark before, you know, that spark. Yeah, that's, that's, that's soul. Yeah. Now you talk in your book, and, and for those of you that are just listening and are just uh, you know beginning to uh, uh, really get curious here, um, you know the book we're talking about is the Laughing Billionaire. I love this title, the Laughing Billionaire: How to Become Rich and Happy. Um, and I, I have you know read some excerpts on it. I I have to admit I haven't read the whole book yet, uh, but I read enough to be really intrigued. Um, and you, know, you speak about happiness you know, in connection. You know? yeah. So there's, there's the objective connection, but there's also the subjective connection. You know, what do I connect with internally that then begins, because that's where happiness is sourced, is exactly. internally. Exactly. So why don't you talk a little bit about the premise of the happy billion or the laughing billionaire? Yes. Yeah, within the book, you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't want to go to all the chapter, but the first chapter I'm talking about building a desire. You know, every person who want to get motivated, want to get going, 
within your soul, there is two types of desire. You know, let's relate it to business, to money. I mean, either you come from a place I don't have and that's what I want to make, or either you come from a place there is so much out there and that's what I want. That's the first chapter of the book. So when a person, and I always tell people, when you read my book, don't, don't just jump, wait. Understand first chapter really well, master it. Master to a degree that you're really good at it. Are you coming from a place of luck because you don't have something? Or you're coming from a place of fulfillment that there is so much out there? The soul will make a difference between this way or another. If you're coming from a place of luck, it doesn't matter how much you could have. And I met the rich and famous and I kept myself humble. It doesn't mean every billionaire and every famous person are happy. I mean, I don't need to tell you that. You, you, you know better than me. You got to read the news. I mean, it's very difficult just to be happy because you have a billion dollar or private jet or happiness is something very powerful it's the true gift of, of this whole world if a person is not waking up in the morning and say how can i become happy something is off something is off i mean i, I will tell you a simple exercise take an under dollar bill put it on your forehead if that make you feel happy then you don't you don't need to listen to me but if you realize that yeah money is a tool it can make you buy things that make you happy. But for some reason, there is that belief system. I don't know where it came from, from our childhood, that if we're going to have A, B, and C, I'm going to be happy. The disappointment that I found out with my working with people for 30 years is that once they make it, they get disappointed. Yeah. The rich are not laughing enough because they say, I'm 65 years old. I make my first billion, and I'm not happy. I thought, the one who doesn't have the money think when I'm going to have it, I'm going to be happy. So that's the catch-22. It is. What if you ask yourself, you know, how can I find the true happiness from within, and how can I connect to that abundance that exists out there? Because in the second chapter of the book, I'm talking about something very difficult for most people to do is to forgive. Mm -hmm. if, you can't, if you can't forgive something that happened to you, then I have to tell you, if you choose a life of justice, then you just kiss happiness goodbye. Yes. Because you're looking to be right, or you're looking to be, you say the last words. It's, uh, who cares? I mean, in five minutes after you write, nobody even knows you exist. But think about your happiness. Go home with a smile. You know, we, we just have a little conversation. You are a happy person. You leave, you, you, you watch the ocean, the farm. It's so beautiful. You come to Marina Del Rey, you enjoy. You know how to ride on that beautiful wave and say, wow, beautiful day. Yeah. And for that reason, I, I look at the soul and the business to be one. If you separate them, you're going to become rich and miserable. Or you're going to be busy all day long being happy, and then you're going to go broke. you got to find the connection between the two. <laughs> yeah. I hope I answered my, your question. Oh, you know? Absolutely. I love this. And, and I want to you tie the Kamala into this in a minute, um, because you know, you know, that's a, a wonderful uh, arena for discovery and I think for uh, leverage, yeah, yeah. If, if I could use that word. Um, yeah, I developed a program and I haven't done this in years, but uh, this goes back to, oh goodness gracious, 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, we did this little program, you know, is your wallet, you know, is your wallet richer than your life? Wow, very and, 
Yeah. And you really kind of resonated with people. And I was struck uh, by your comment with the, the, the hedge fund folks. When I first started talking about this, I did a, uh, a talk with a group of Wall Street bankers. And it was yeah, kind exactly. of the same way. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of, what is this about? Now, yeah, I had mentioned at the outset of the introduction, you know, some, you know, some very famous names, uh, Madonna, uh, yes. Roseanne, Ashton Kusher, you know, whatnot. Yes. Um, and you have worked with them using Kabbalah and Kabbalistic uh, uh, theory and just the whole idea of the Kabbalah in your work with them. And and that's what you do primarily. I I don't want to pigeonhole you and just narrow it, but that that is, from what I understand, kind of the foundation of what you work from. And then it's pretty eclectic from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, being who I am, um, the way that the above power, the higher power designed me. Uh, my wife and me decided that because we believe uh, in what we do, we give uh, ability for people to see on a weekly basis something that we're weekly inspiration on our nonprofit organization called uh, vitaltransformation.org. And there we give freely, this is the only thing that gives Kabbalah lesson and different concept of lectures and workshop for people to go online, just go online and study and enjoy and see it for yourself. I mean, the proof, I believe the proof is in the pudding. Now, for the one who want, again, to work with me, so they got to go, of course, to eliaojian.com where, where it's more, um, I'm coaching people, I consult people to a better life, happy life, laughing billionaire, if you wish, and, when the person wants to go on a journey of more spiritual journey, pure spiritual journey, and because my wife and me believe in it so much, things that we believe in, that's my belief system, got to be for free. We, had, we found a way to make sure it's available for everybody for free. We're shooting enough video there for people to get enough information and knowledge. And so this is a wonderful a two arena that we build one of them go ahead and become spiritual. So when you ask about Kabbalah, uh, the reason we choose Kabbalah as a method to help people spiritually uh, is because um, according to the story, when Adam and Eve, the first human, uh, get out of a place called Garden of Eden, not necessarily mean physical place, the book that they received first from God that's what the story said, was the book of the secret book of Kabbalah. So what I did, I went and I studied it and understanding it. And I said, how could that be explained in a simple way to the, to the people in a way that it could be useful? And mm-hmm. people find it amazing. I mean, it makes their life better. That's, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. You know? and, uh, yeah. So for those that may be unfamiliar with it, because I, I imagine many people have heard of it, but I'm not so sure that a lot of people are you know, deeply steeped in just what the, uh, the, the Kabbalah speaks to. You know, what are some of the major tenets that you actually work with? Major, the first thing is uh, that God is not hiding behind the cloud and look at you at the microscope. You know, he's not looking for you what's wrong with you. Uh, God is actually internally. So it starts with finding something internal. And because it's internal, you have to respect yourself. You have to rediscover 
the power within you. You have to rediscover your happiness within. It's not external. It's if I'm wearing a glasses and I take off the glasses, for example, and I'm looking for something on a distance, it looks fuzzy and I try to change it. It's a waste of time. I got to fix my eyes. So the method of Kabbalah is to look internally and say, how can I improve myself for things around me to get better? That's, that's the method of Kabbalah, the basic. Second idea is, again, how to build your true desire, true passion to life. You know, you got a desire thing, really desire it. And if you don't desire it, uh, eventually it will turn into difficult thing that you have to deal with it and suppress it because there is always a big picture and you got to follow that big picture. And mm-hmm. I talk about, in the end of my book, I mentioned few concepts of Kabbalah and method that people can use uh, to make their life spiritual. For again, for the one who don't have time to read the book, who find all kinds of excuses, always go free online, vitaltransformation.org, free, enjoy, and we're coming with new 40 lectures, so it will be amazing, and you're going to be fascinating and amazed and be in touch for everybody. And I hope I answered the basic of Kabbalah because it's a very, it's a large subject. It's a, it's it is a, a large subject. You, know, but you can find more online if you go online. Uh, it's all there, you know. So. Yeah. Vitaltransformation.org yes. is, is the website. Now, you know, and as you talk about that, I'm struck by something that I have been playing with for you know, more than a decade now, is, uh, which is um, to give away my most valuable asset. Is, is part of how I work. Um, and when I first started playing with that, people thought I was crazy. Um, but I give away a lot of stuff for free. Um, and, and, and it's not just stuff that is kind of like, well, I've got this laying around. It is my work. I give away my work, uh, my ideas for free. And, and on my website, people can have access to a lot of that. And I think that's where a lot of businesses begin to lose connection with their soul. That's where people begin to lose connection with their soul. And it's, and it's predicated on you know, uh, abundance. I mean, I give it away because yes. it's an abundant universe. Yes. Yes. I can't outgive the universe. Yes, yes, so beautiful. And, and, and look how beautiful it is. Everybody believes that you, when you inhale, you have to exhale. But when it's come to giving something important for you, you hold on. It's almost like you're holding on to your breath. I'm not giving away, that's mine. <laughs> give it away so you have a fresh air coming in. There is so yes. much, I'm sure... I mean, look at you, you smile, you're happy, more good things coming into your life. Because a lot of time, you know, when you're sitting on a private jet or you have the money or the, the best car and the respect and you're famous and you say, I have it all, why am I not happy? Who's yep. saying, what book is it say that that luxurious is equal happiness? Happiness is emotions, it's not a physical thing. Why would people expect to have physical things turning into emotional thing. Who, who came up with that? I want to feel happy. That's an emotion that's come from within. That beautiful house either can be a home or it stay a building. Home yeah. is a feeling. It's a, it's a certain feeling, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were talking just before we went on air about you know, this place that we have you know, spent the last two beautiful years. Beautiful place, yeah. Beautiful. And it's a home. It truly is yeah. a home. We've got a lot of stuff in it, but it's a home. And I, the feeling of it, it's, it's an expression of who I am. It's an expression of who my wife is. 
And I look around and I can, and, and, I, and it just brings a smile to my face. <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. That's I like that. And yeah. And that's, if we can have that happen at work in workplaces where people look around and they go, Oh, I, I smile because I notice that there's that, that, that spark of aliveness there that I get to be a part of. And, and it's actually got my, my, uh, my imprint on it. That's this, where. This is amazing. You know, there is a story of, uh, one of my clients, he was doing very well. You talk about Wall Street before and really doing well for himself, but he hates his job. It's, it's a tough, it's a tough job. Those of you who know Wall Street, it's a, it's a lot of stress, a lot of work. You have to read the information, the news, the, the, the everything. You got to know it. And then you got to be ready in the morning. And his manager, you know, saw him one morning taking a scissor and start cutting his tie. As he's cutting his tie, you know, then the manager who happened to know me called me and said to me, we got a problem with your <laughs> one of the clients. We have a problem here. And I'm talking to him and saying, man, what, what's going on? Is the money bad? Is, is your wife is here? What, what's happening? So, yeah, I'm sick and tired of that. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. So what would you rather do? And he came up with that crazy idea that I said, please relax. Say, I want to build something physical. So what do you mean physical? Let, let's slow down. He said, I want to use my hand and build something. So, okay, let's, let's do some workshop before you lose the work because the manager just called. Let's, let's, he said, no, no, I'm doing it. He quit. <laughs> and I'm looking at him and said, you give, you're making my job as a consultant. I said, wait, give me a chance. I said, no, no, you have to direct me what I'm doing from this point on. That guy is one of, I cannot say his name because I didn't ask his permission. You know, he's one of the built, of different type of restaurant in New York. He's just built three of them in New York downtown and he's building it uptown. And now all the hotels are calling him if he can come build for them, the bar, the restaurant, the cafe, because he make it look in a way that is super, super, you want to go inside. That was his call. That was his sole call. You know, if you play it safe, it's like, it's like a prisoner. You want to play it safe, you stay in prison. You want to play it free and happy, you got to get out of prison. You yep. can make prison more comfortable. Most people make prison a little bit more comfortable. How can I have air conditioning in my cell? Oh, thank God I have air conditioning in prison. Oh, much better, cooler, nicer, but you're still in prison. In prison. Exactly. Now, I, I just gave a talk on uh, uh, an episode of The World's Greatest Motivators, uh, broadcast nationally uh, this, this last week. Um, and one of the metaphors that I used was, and it's something that I think everybody experiences, is we get in a rut, you know, not unlike the cell, you know, prison. We get in a rut, and then we look for ways to make the rut more comfortable. And what I said to folks was, look, you have to understand what a rut is. A <laughs> rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. And if you don't get out of the rut, you're going to be, I mean, basically you're dying. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to grow. That's the, when you look at nature, nature, it has to go through the earth. It has to pop out. It, it's not comfortable uh, to, to do this. And the purpose of a goal is to grow. It's not to be comfortable. Yeah, you, you want to set, you know, and this is where your, your comment about desire, I thought was really useful, is yeah. if you don't have desire, desire is going to be enough to get you through the discomfort. Yes, yeah, yes. It will get you yes. on the path and it will keep you going. I love it. I love it. This is, this is true. And when, when we come to the uh, famous and billionaires, something you get satiated, you know, from 
a certain type of fulfillment. So if you want to be famous and you are, you can become famous again if you are the most famous person in the world. So now what's happening next? Uh, well, I want to have a relationship. Now I want to have, so that's already a soul connection. It's mm-hmm. not enough to become famous and rich because everybody with Facebook and Instagram and all this and that looking for that. But the part that they missing is we discovered that actually the happiness was there all the time. The power was there all the time. You just were, you were afraid and that's why you were chasing. You keep chasing things to make sure that you are okay and safe. But actually don't, don't miss the opportunity of this guy from New York that he teach me a great lesson. Forget the tie, forget Wall Street. I'm going to be happy. And he's, he's, he's the laughing billionaire. You know, mm-hmm. you are the laughing billionaire, you know? So that's, that's a laughing billionaire is a technique. It's a concept that we, we put two things together. Yes, finance, if you want to be famous, yes. And on top of it, don't forget to be happy. Don't forget to, 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 to smell the roses, right? I mean, yeah. you, you got you to gotta keep going. Yeah, yeah, Thoreau said uh, that most men live lives of quiet desperation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I believe that that's actually true in most people's experience uh, because they have lost connection to that voice. You know, Carl Jung talks about the soul as that, that voice in the middle of the night that says, I want to be more. Yeah, I want out. I want, yeah, let me go. Let me come out. And, and it's that voice that I want to listen to. When I listen yes. to it, Yes. Desperation starts to fade away and happiness starts to come in. Exhilaration starts to come in. I love it. I love it. I love it. We we believe that there is two voices, actually. One speak very loud and one speak not as loud as the first one. The one who speak very loud say, go back to sleep. There's nothing out there. Mm -hmm. And the one who speak like whispering and say, maybe you should try, try, try a little bit. Unfortunately, if, if the good voice will be, more powerful, then we'll be inspired. And, but desperation, unfortunately, it's a strong motivation. Yeah. Uh, inspiration is not always a strong motivation because people are looking for knocking on the door and that knocking has never happened. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the knocking is inside. I have, to, I, I have to be open to it because it will knock from the inside out, the secret knock. <laughs> it's, it's, it's there. So, you have worked all over the world with some of the most fascinating people in the world. And um, I'm just curious about what are some of the hardest problems that you've encountered? You know, the hardest you're... problem that I work on with them? Yeah. I mean, the hardest thing is any type of issues that I can see the solution for and I can't make them see it for themselves. That's, that make me... Those of you who will meet me or know me, uh, I care about people. I mean, that's the first thing for me, and that's why I call it the soul connection. So I was volunteers for two years in a rehab, teaching there, helping people, and it was tough. Uh, I had to do it because I had to see it for myself what's going on inside. And I started working in 10 of them, one after another, volunteers at night. Um, and as much as people thank me, actually, I thank them because they woke me up to see how can I take my coaching or consulting into a higher level, uh, giving my time uh, for free, giving uh, my soul. And in one of the points there, to convince a young, great-looking person, amazing, smart, everything, to maybe just say 
goodbye to something which is not the best for them uh, and they just can shake it off it was hard it was hard yeah. that was that was hard and when you succeed and making them making the change then you feel fulfilled you know because you were able to guide somebody toward a better life you know if you think about it it's it's amazing or if you mention some athlete and people in sport you know sometimes uh, uh, going to the game and I have to coach few player in the locker room that was <laughs> interesting experience for, you, for me so taking one of the player and make them believe that they have it in them they don't need to get angry they don't need to get upset and me little me try to imagine shaking a person from his shoulders when he's huge person and his friend are bigger and I'm looking like I'm surrounded by time and I'm shaking the person you gotta understand that's what we're looking for and his friend looked at me in the locker room and say hey we got a problem with this guy so no 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 I hire him I need him I was okay and I would say what if we say no yes I got a problem <laughs> so, yeah, exactly but that's the that my client, my, my student, my people achieved a goal, make me happy, you know? It really make me happy with somebody overcoming drugs, overcoming addiction, overcome anger issue, overcoming, um, I, I have money, but I'm not happy. I have relationship, but I can't appreciate my wife or my husband. Gratitude, sense of gratitude. Those kind of things are simple. They're not complicated, but they need to be done. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And um, I hate to end on this, but, uh, well, I don't mean, hate to end. I mean, this is a great place to end. I, I mean, that's, that's really <laughs> interesting. Uh, but I, what I hate to end is the conversation. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're competing. Now, first of all, you know, two questions here. What are you uh, working on right now that you'd like to have people you know, know more about? And then how can people find out more about you? The, most, the, the thing that I'm very happy about is, I, is the book that just came out. And I'm very happy for people to start reading it, using it. And, you know, just please do not just read. I see a lot of people reading it, books, a little bit too quickly. Yes. Just please, one chapter at a time. Don't, don't jump. I know you're genius. I know your IQ is unbelievable. But one week at a time, chapter, practice. Chapter, practice. Chapter, practice. And the bottom line your life has to be better. It's not about me coaching you or consulting you. Is you got to make sure your life is getting better. And you have to put a graph, like something that can see. I make more money. I'm happier. I'm more forgiving. I'm kinder. To check yourself, to see that it's working. Because if it's not working, there's no point. I, I, I'm not here to give just a philosophy. I want people practically to make their life way better. And for the, the one who want to find more a way to be part of a group community that they can listen to some spiritual lecture freely can go to vitaltransformation.org and just listen to a lecture. It's free. Enjoy yourself, you know, and, and make sure you start with a simple lecture. Don't jump into the deep part because I want to go deeper. Don't do that because then you miss the foundation of everything. So that's what I'm busy with right now to make sure that people have enough information to make their life better. Excellent, excellent. And the name of the book, for those of you who are listening, is The Laughing Billionaire, 
How to Become Rich and Happy, The Laughing Billionaire. And we all can't be, and as a matter of fact, we all are if we actually uh, recognize our laughing billionaires. (laughs) My guest today has been Ilyan Gian, and you can find out more about him directly at his website, and I'll just spell it for you. It's E-L-I-Y-A-H-U-J-I-A-N.com. Ilyanjian.com. Yes. And thank you. I'll be blown away by what you're uh, going to be, you know, finding on both of those websites, uh, vitaltransformation.org, as well as his personal website. Ilian, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much for having me. And remember, when you are in town, uh, make sure that I, I make dinner for you, right? That's a, was a promise. <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> it's a date, okay? So only good news, and thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. This has been Blaine Bartlett. Uh, You've been listening to The Soul of Business with Blaine Bartlett. You can find out more about what I'm up to by going to blainebartlett.com. We've got a new coaching program that is being launched. Um, Leadership Mindset is what it's called. And you'll be getting more information on my website about that when you go there. It is a phenomenal website. Uh, well, it is a phenomenal website, but it's a phenomenal program. And it's uh, a soul of business program. That's, that's how we're positioning it. It's, it's uh, as a leader, how do you position yourself to actually have the soul of your business being for, you know, out in front of everything that you're doing? So again, Blaine Bartlett, thank you for listening. And until next time, take thank care. You.